Where does innovation come from? How does it start? It's tempting to think of glossy designs and aesthetics at first, but as the architect Louis Sullivan said, form follows function. And some of the best innovations happen when you redefine your purpose in a changing world. Four years ago, Rowena Rizzotti made a big change. She switched from a successful career in public health to join the British Columbia developer Lark Group. And her specialty is helping private enterprise understand and build what the public health sector needs. Two of Lark Group's projects in Surrey, BC are leading the way for Canadian innovation, the Health and Technology District and the Legion Veterans Village. One is a massive 1.5 million square foot hub with universities, hospitals, and entrepreneurs working side by side. The other is a social infrastructure development that offers housing, dining, and medical facilities, not just for the Legion's veterans, but also for first responders living with trauma and PTSD. Both these projects are helping their clients evolve their mandates and missions, and under Rowena's management, they're helping redefine the city of Surrey as well. It just goes to show you, innovation doesn't start with the physical or architectural, it starts with your purpose. I'm Kira Johnston, and you're listening to Breakthroughs, a mini-series within our Leadership Perspectives podcast. Each episode, we'll talk to a member of the Conference Board of Canada's Council for Innovation and Commercialization about their plans, successes, and challenges in making Canadian lives better. Joining me today is Rowena Rizzotti, Vice President of Healthcare and Innovations at Lark Group. Hi, Rowena. Welcome to Leadership Perspectives, and thank you for joining me for today's episode. Thank you so much for having me. The first project I want to talk about is the Health and Technology District, which you call a collaborative ecosystem that's underway in Surrey, BC. Why does downtown Surrey and this site specifically hold so much potential for the project? There was a vision by the Lark Group many years ago as being longtime Surrey developers that Surrey was going to become the largest city in BC's lower mainland, the largest city in British Columbia. There was an abundance of land at the time. Currently, there are 1,400 people a month move into this city. Clearly, it was going to become a future dominant force within the province of British Columbia. Surrey had an abundance of assets with the diversity of its community, with the growth, with the future opportunities, and with the willingness to partner. There were not long-standing conventions around how things were done. Surrey essentially emerged as a greenfield, allowing some creative thought around what could be possible, how could we innovate, how could we really change the current and the future culture of Surrey and its contribution back into BC's economy. Can you explain from a design perspective, how does the district help us approach healthcare a little differently? The creative sauce around the successes that we've experienced so far are around the interaction and the collisions and the collaboration that occur. It's one thing to be co-located, to have healthcare facilities and clinicians who are looking for solutions, to be adjacent to technology, post-secondary, inventors, entrepreneurs, along with clinicians and the public who see that there's opportunities to do things better. But it's very different to actually have them integrated in a collaborative environment where the energy between them becomes greater than just having an adjacency. It forces collaboration, it forces creativity, and it forces partnerships that in many cases never would have occurred in the past. We've certainly seen the development and the emergence of that energy. 
And this has created some remarkable outcomes that never were even anticipated. It was quite organic in its nature. What have been some of the biggest challenges so far, not only from COVID-19, but also from designing an innovation cluster of this size? Some of the challenges in the early days was around it being such a lofty goal. How do you have partners and how do you have the right supports in order to encounter such a grand vision? There were many that were engaged in the vision, but the practical delivery on how you execute against that vision is a whole nother story. We reached out, we looked for federal, provincial and other support networks. It turned out that at the end of the day, it required some strong leadership. It required evidence the value and the value proposition for every partner. It required the engagement, some courage and risk appetite to say, we're going to do this. We're going to encounter challenges and obstacles, but we're going to overcome them because the greater purpose and the benefit to all parties is so much greater than what we could achieve individually if we didn't encounter this. We co-committed to tackle whatever it was that we faced. As a result of that, we were able to achieve things that were beyond our initial vision and expectations. The coined phrase, nothing ventured, nothing gained, no risk, no reward, certainly applied here. I have to acknowledge the many partners that did take on that risk and did have the courage to see what was going to be on the other side. Is it correct that with eight city centres, it's one of the largest of its type in Canada? It will be with 1.5 million square feet. We anticipate 15,000 jobs, many of those in the healthcare sector and the tech sector. These are high paying jobs. This contributes over a billion dollars a year into the local economy once all completed. What we're finding is most valuable are the innovations and the opportunities that are emerging out of this. What does this mean and how this can contribute to not only BC's local economy, but our overall Canadian innovation economy? We can all recognize that now more than ever, we need this. We have a future. We have an entirely new generation that will be leading our future, and they're going to have to do it very, very differently than we have in the past. Cultivating this type of an environment that can serve as a landscape for them to carry that forward was really important. Unanticipated, but was important in reflection on that now. Another project you have underway is the Legion Veterans Village which is a mixed-use development with living, dining, recreation, and rehab facilities, all integrated into the larger neighborhood and city of Surrey. I'd like to know how the Legion Veterans Village fits into the evolution of the Legion. This is a project that's very, very close to my heart, as I think anyone who comes to understand the nature and the origin of this project will also feel very similarly. The Legion has served an important role across Canada, all over the world, but I'll speak particularly here in Canada, in supporting veterans in the post-World War II service and all of the loss and the experiences there. If you look at every community across Canada, Legions were developed primarily in the centre of the local community. Their mandate was to serve veterans, to provide a place to gather, to support them in their outcomes as a result of their service but also to contribute positively to their local community. Many of those facilities were developed back in the 40s and 50s. It's been many years and many of the veterans that served during those times have since been lost. The Legion was looking for an opportunity to reinvent their future. What is the long-term legacy? We don't want them lost. They were so important. But how can we renew their purpose? 
in discussing with local legions who still want to serve veterans. They also want to expand into serving the first responder population, many of them having similar experiences, but also to serve their communities. In discussion and collaboration with many veterans and their experiences that they had, we realized there was an opportunity to tackle some of the challenges that veterans faced around disparate services, being able to engage in a meaningful way to provide housing to support them as they were getting the necessary supports that they need, supporting their families. It seemed to be an awesome idea to pull some of these together and also collaborate with the local community that needed affordable housing, that needed mixed medical clinics for veterans and first responders and other members of the community, but also have a new place, a new restaurant, a new coffee shop that the Legion can offer not only to its members, but also to the larger community and serve as that gathering point that supports many beyond just their Legion membership. That is how this project emerged. This village has both market rental units and affordable housing units. How did you decide on the balance between those? The outcome around how that was balanced in a mixed use like this does take considerable efforts around consultation, looking at the market. What does the community need so that we can look at where are the needs, where are the challenges, and then where are the partners and the opportunities working with the local municipality? This is in a primary district in the city of Surrey. We know that there is a lot of opportunity for housing that want to be nestled next to affordable housing where you can blend those different housing environments together. We also consulted with many veterans to say, is it important to have mixed medical clinics and other amenities with restaurants and coffee shops and housing as well as market housing? There wasn't necessarily a segregation between those that needed affordable subsidized housing from those that would be able to afford more market-priced housing. Through multiple collaborations and inputs from all stakeholders, we landed on this mix. And I think that's really important because you don't want to engage in a project that isn't viable and isn't sustainable. We wanted this to be truly successful so that we could demonstrate that these types of collaborations and mixes with many, many different partners, public, private, not-for-profit, can be successful and would serve as a model for other communities and other legions across our country. Is there by any chance a common thread between the two projects that we spoke about today when it comes to community-based innovation? In both projects, it was definitely around collaboration and actually speaking to everyone in the community that could identify these are the challenges, but also could envision opportunities. What if the world that we wanted was possible? What would that look like? And I think engaging all partner stakeholders from end users and an individual on the sidewalk to engage stakeholders that had important political roles. You receive and achieve such rich input that a vision starts to become conceptualized and then you can socialize that back. It's incredibly important because not only are you engaging that input and that commitment and that collaboration from those partners to be engaged, but also to become inspired. They inspire others and that becomes infectious. And that's how everyone then are able to contribute in a meaningful way towards the success of that. And we've witnessed that in both of these projects. Finally, I'd like to know what's your biggest hope for these projects? 
Canadians, we are inherently collaborative. We love working in partnership. We like helping each other. And we know that by doing that, we can achieve something grander than what we would all do independently. We have a beautiful, diverse country that have engaged and committed to working together and making things better. And my aspiration is to see these types of projects shared and to collaborate with other communities to help them engage in similar types of projects that will contribute back meaningfully to our local communities that have needs, but also to strengthen Canada's opportunity in the future. We have such great innovation in Canada. I would love to see us recognize for taking that innovation and translating that into greater levels of innovation to create an innovation economy and then take that innovation and translate it into a commercialized products and services that are actually impacting our communities. And I would love to see that strengthen the overall fabric of what Canada is trying to achieve and what I believe Canada has a huge opportunity to achieve in the future. Thank you for sharing your stories with me today. I appreciate it so much. Thank you so much for having me and giving me the opportunity. For everyone listening, you can find out more about LARC Group's ongoing projects, as well as more about the Council for Innovation and Commercialization by following the links in the episode description. You can access all of our latest COVID-19 coverage at conferenceboard.ca. You've been listening to the Leadership Perspective Series by the Conference Board of Canada. Hosted by Kier Johnston and written by Sarah Mells. This series is produced by Jen Duhamel. Nancy Nguyen is our audio engineer. And our executive producer is Michael Bassett. Ideas were also contributed by Rob Collins and Aaron Brophy. For more podcasts, videos, commentary, and ideas, visit conferenceboard.ca.